At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, one half of your hosting team. I'm in Las Vegas. The other half is out in Boston. It's Josh Applebaum. Josh, good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Pritch. Happy Friday, my man. We get our first NFL game under our belt. Kind right. of an entertaining Hall of Fame game a little bit, Pritch. And split the difference there. We did cash that, you know, sharp dog to fave line move toward the Los Angeles Raiders. Dog to fave. <laughs> dog to fave, baby. We got it. But sadly, pouring out for our under, Pritch, I think this is one of the most frustrating things as a better. You identify a sharp play early, under 33 and a half. It closes 30 and a half. You beat the closing line by three points. But what happens? A garbage touchdown late sends it over. So, uh, Pritch, we did see, of course, an overhit, which has been surprising. We went into it where unders were on a 5-1 and one clip here. They were 9-6 and six the last 15 years. You get an over. But the one thing to keep an eye out for you know, future Hall of Fame games, these chalk favorites. We saw it last night with the Raiders. They're now 6-0, and oh, these favorites, straight up in the Hall of Fame game the last six years, and now 12-4 and four, uh, the last 14 years. Yeah, I mean – uh, there is some history here when it comes to that game, right? Because we just don't know how it's going to play out. Uh, and we tried to do that a little bit on the show. And I was pointing out as a former player, I mean, I, which coaches, or if you're going to have coaches in a preseason game like this, give their players opportunities to be successful. So think about the Raiders, who went 3-4 and four in the red zone, uh, Josh. And one of the points of emphasis for the Raiders this year is red zone efficiency, scoring touchdowns. They've been working on it since the beginning of camp. And so were they going to give their players a chance? In other words, not a vanilla situation, but are they going to game plan a little bit, right? Throw in some stuff to where they have a chance to be successful uh, and cap off a drive in a red zone with a touchdown, right? And so uh, I saw that out there a little bit. I'll probably see that a little bit more with the Raiders. I mean, that's stuff that you can file away. Uh, Don't pay attention to whether a team is going to play vanilla offensively or defensively. Uh, Try to figure out or try to find out if you can, and certainly you can do that from insiders, uh, if a team is going to approach a game, a preseason game, with a point of emphasis and therefore have some game planning involved in certain situations throughout the game. I think it's a great point by you, Pritch, because you kind of look at it from a couple different angles. Number one, just for, you know, uh, you know, kind of just curiosity, I put out a Twitter poll yesterday. Do you bet on the preseason? It was like 50-50 down the middle, Pritch. Ironically, like half the people said no, <laughs> right. half the people said yes. But a lot of people that, that say yes, and I'm kind of on the camp of the yes camp to bet preseason, is because the coaches tell you exactly what they're going to do. And this is very rare. It's the only time of year where the coaches are going to come out to the media and tell you, 
hey, we're going to play our guys or like Peterson last night, we're going to sit, you know, Lawrence and Travis Etienne. But to your point, too, it's not just, you know, the edge that this provides kind of knowing they're going to give you the game plan. You can kind of act accordingly, but also, you know, doing your research and following those beat reporters, those local reporters for each team, because, you know, I may not be in Vegas, but if I Google, you know, Vegas Raiders, and as you mentioned, I read all about, you know, Vegas trying to really, you know, uh, really emphasize their red zone offense, then that is something I can put in my back pocket, knowing that, hey, in a preseason game like last night, they're not going to, you know, run it three times up the middle, kick a field goal. They're going to try to score and, you know, give their guys a good, you know, a, a, a feel good feeling basically after working on something so long in the dog days of training camp. So to your point, Pritch, it's again, the coaches will tell you what they're doing. And if you really do your homework and you listen to what these beat reporters are saying, you can kind of bank on that. And again, will they score every time? No. Right. But if you're working on something, you want to see it come to fruition. And obviously it did last night with those trips in the red zone, scoring some points. Yeah. And you highlighted Josh McDaniels instead of, I mean, the familiarity from that standpoint uh, it, okay it looked that looked apart I mean you think about Sloter because I know you brought him up on the show yesterday and it's like okay this guy he's trying to make a living he's trying to you know uh, make a team here and uh, you know in a Hall of Fame game like this when everybody's watching it it's like if you have your moment to shine and okay a garbage touchdown or not I mean you're still going to try to do certain things out there as a player uh, and so that's my takeaway from, you know, preseason games like this. Not not necessarily is this setting up a team on how they're going to look for the entire year. No, I'm not even going close to that. But individual performances, you know, some young players, uh, guys I can file away in terms of maybe player props that I might be looking at later on in the year. That's what I'm collecting uh, throughout preseason, Josh. I'm right there with you, Pritch. And again, you know, kind of looking at a couple things to file away. It's not just, you know, who's going to play, who isn't, but the depth charts. This right. is really important. If you're going to bet these games, you got to know the depth charts for these teams. So, you know, going into last night, you know, the reason I like the Raiders is mostly because of the data and the line movement, going from a dog to a favorite. You know, obviously we could throw in that variable of uh, McDaniels coming back to his hometown, wanting to play well. That's all well and good. The line was the most important thing to me and the fact that favorites have done so well historically in the Hall of Fame game. But if you look a little bit deeper, and again, we're off to the races now, Pritch. Starting next week, we're going to get preseason games you know, all the time for three straight weeks. Mm -hmm. So now it's time to ramp this up. But looking at the depth charts, I think your point with Stidham is important. Like, you knew Carr wasn't going to play. You knew Trevor Lawrence was going to play, was not going to play. But what's the depth chart after them? I think the advantage last night was the Raiders because Stidham, I right. can tell you, Pritch, he was kind of a huge failure in New England. You know, <laughs> he had an opportunity to seize the, uh, the you know, the, the quarterback position. He didn't take it. You know, a few times he went, went in a game, he'd throw a pick six. But I think the point that you liked Stidham last night was the familiarity with Josh McDaniel. So in a game that doesn't matter that much, at least he kind of knew what McDaniels was looking for. He knew the plays. He had that familiarity. You go on the other side with some of these guys, you know, Sloter and these other guys, they really don't have much familiarity. Yes, they're going to want to play great because they're, you know, they have a job on the line. They want to play their best. But that built-in advantage of knowing the system, I think if you're looking at these depth charts moving forward, I'm going to lean on the backups who know the coaches, who know the system, and bet against the backups who are kind of just in there for the first time. All right, let's keep that uh, dog-to-fave uh, system dusted off here. I mean, I think that could, <laughs> thing could be profitable this year. Great job there, Josh Applebaum. Okay, let's get to whether or not the Buffalo Bills can go wire-to-wire -wire because I want to look at some and explore these odds here, the number one seed odds in AFC Conference, Josh. And uh, we're talking about the Buffalo Bills a little bit. I mean, a little feistiness uh, in camp, a training camp, several training camps. That's going to happen from time to time. Uh, we're all family, though. We'll get, we'll get over it. Uh, but can the Buffalo Bills go wire to wire here? I mean, they're, they're plus 275 to be the number one seed uh, in the AFC this year, Josh. And then you got the Chiefs, surprisingly, at plus 600. With Patrick Mahomes and, and the track record with him and Andy uh, Reid and uh, the multiple AFC Conference Championship games, they're plus 600. Uh, and then you got the Ravens, the Broncos, plus 750, the Chargers at plus 900 as well. Uh, your thoughts on this uh, situation here with the AFC number one seed odds? So I think first off, the fact that the Chiefs are plus 600, that does look appetizing. You mm -hmm. still have that coach-quarterback com uh, you know, combination here. You're going to have to kind of you know, uh, make do without Tyreek Hill, and you do have a change or you know, kind of a changing of the guard defensively. So there are some moving parts with Kansas City. Pritch, I look at it in terms of the AFC number one seed, also what division you're in. Like, for example, you know, looking at that AFC West, you have a lot of great teams there. You know, right. the Chargers, the Chiefs, you know, uh, obviously you look, see the Raiders last night, the Broncos, even though you see that injury to Tim Patrick, you know, they have a high win total, I think of like 10 or 10 and a half. So from the standpoint of who's going to get the one seed, 
I kind of want to bet against or maybe not get down on some of these AFC West teams, just thinking it's going to be a really tough division. And they're going to they're going to beat each other. They're going to they're going to fight each other. So I think you're going to I don't see any team, you know, going, you know, six and oh in their division. I think they're going to kind of hit, you know, beat each other and kind of keep one team from having that really awesome record that they're going to need to get the one seed. So I do like the Bills. Obviously, it's chalky plus 275, but they're one of the biggest favorites here to win their division outside of the Bucks in the NFC uh, South there. I think they're minus 300. Bills are like minus 225, something like that. I think it's the Bills to win here, Pritch. I okay. would say if you're looking for, um, you know, maybe a team down the line that could offer some value, I kind of like the Bengals 10 to 1. You know, mm-hmm. if that Bengals team with Deshaun Watson being out for six games or 10 games or a whole season, we don't really know. They're building off a year last year where they didn't win the Super Bowl, but they got much further than than anyone expected. You solidified your offensive line. You're bringing back all your skill players and that great trio of wide receivers. Burrow's taking another leap here. Zach Taylor, another year in the system. The fact that Watson's out, and obviously the Ravens are going to have to beat up on the Ravens here, but I think the Bengals at 10-1 to to me have the most value. I'd take a flyer there, but if you're making me bet with, you know, it's my last $100 of my life, I'd probably go with the Bills plus 275. Wow, okay, even with that schedule too. I mean, they start the season with the Rams, and, and, you know, you think about uh, how that they could get off to a slow start uh, to where that could compromise being a number one seed. I mean, number one seed last year, uh, you're looking at Tennessee 12 wins, right? And some tiebreakers there too in their favor over Buffalo, really. Um, But then you had Kansas City, uh, which Tennessee beat last year too, and they won 12 games in that division. So uh, I guess my question, if you're looking at the AFC West, Josh, uh, the Chargers at plus 900, I mean, they're going to have to win 11 games, perhaps 12 games. I think this year, a lot of people think, okay, the AFC West is going to beat each other up, but – you know, there's could be some situations too. Say the Chargers take control over that division. I mean, it, they could go on and win double digits there, win 11, 12 games, and perhaps become a number one seed that way. So I was definitely thinking about the Chargers too, Pritch, because they actually have better odds than the Bengals, who I had mentioned. Bengals 10 to 1, mm-hmm. Chargers 9 to 1. You know, the win total with the Chargers, I think at the beginning of the summer, they were nine and a half juiced up over. I just pulled up DraftKings. They're over 10 minus 135. Wow. So to your point of the Chargers being a team that a lot of people are high on this year, I think the betting market is reflecting that. Now, me personally, I'm still worried about Staley overthinking it and just going <laughs> too overboard with his analytics here. But obviously with Herbert, uh, I think to me is a, a flyer here. If you're going to look at MVP, you know, the progression that he's made his first couple years, you had a good offseason with JC Jackson, Khalil Mack, whatever he has left in the tank here. So that's a team I'm definitely intrigued by. And it's almost like Pritch, you know, I don't know if this pertains to the one seed bet that we're talking about, but it's almost like when you get to March Madness, the teams that come from the best conferences, you know, the Big Ten or the Big, you know, uh, the Big 12 or the ACC, the teams that are really, or the SEC, those teams that are battle tested, that play really tough opponents all year long, that benefits them later in the year when you get into these tight games. So again, will the, one of these AFC West teams, you know, kind of emerge and win this award and be the one seed? Yeah. We shall see. But I do like them down the line playing in a lot of these tight games with really hard competition, competition and strength of schedule. Yeah. I mean, if you look at divisions too, I mean, could the Colts have an uh, easy way of it? Uh, they're 10 to 1 uh, here for the number one seed in the AFC as well. And we think about the Titans and what they did uh, last year as the number one seed. Okay, everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID, open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. You're going to love the state of the art technology and fan friendly specials every day of the week. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, coming up next on the program, MLB Awards. Uh, We're going to get into some divisional races as well. Major League Baseball on deck. Coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The college football guide is out now, so get uh, your season started uh, the right way here. Uh, expert profiles on 131, all 131 teams, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. Plus, uh, our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VSIN all-access subscriber. Sign up early, and for a discount at $175, you'll receive the college and pro football betting guides, along with full VSIN access all the way through the, to the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything VSIN has to up your betting game. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. Kershaw, uh, back issues. You know, we'll see what happens right there. But, I mean, at some point, it was bound to happen with Kershaw uh, with something on his body. Uh, he's a warrior, though. Uh, but we're going to talk about some divisional races, Josh, because I find it interesting. Uh, when, you know, you're the Mets, you cannot lose a series to the Nationals who are sellers, right? And, and so the Mets, they took care of business. I think that was a betting angle in that particular game. If you're the Brewers, what are you doing here against the Pirates? Uh, you know, I, I think the Brewers has been one of those teams that have underachieved all year long, Josh. And you look at that race in that division, man, uh, it is it is getting very, very interesting. I, I think the pedigree for the Cardinals could prevail here. So exploring uh, that particular division is central in National League, Josh. Your thoughts there with the Brewers? Yeah, so first off, we've seen a huge flip here since the All-Star break in this NL Central. Now, of all the division races, I don't know where Adam Burke is. I'm still looking at that AL Central with the White Sox. Okay. Uh, maybe if they can catch you know, the teams ahead of them. But this one really intrigues me, the Central and the National League, Pritch, because if you look at the odds to win this division at the All-Star break, mm -hmm. the Brewers are a pretty significant favorite here. They're minus 250. Uh, you look at the Cardinals, they're plus 185. We're showing it on our VEASAN board now. But things have completely flipped now. Brewers are all the way down to minus 130. Cardinals have made a move, move to plus 100. So I think, obviously, you know, the trajectory of what uh, the direction of these teams, it's really, you know, looking up in a positive way for the Cardinals and down in a negative way for the Brewers. So I think it's tough, you know, with the Cardinals to, to you know, miss that plus money. And we always talk about, you know, if you miss the number, is there still val value? We had a good conversation the other day mm -hmm. about the Padres, 10 to 1. Is, is there still value when you could have got them 22 to 1? I think there is value on the Cardinals, Pritch. You know, I am looking toward this team to make an even bigger jump here. You know, one thing that I look at in terms of kind of just, you know, sifting through the noise and talking about how strong or weak a team is, the easiest thing is look at run differential. Right. If you look at the run differential for these teams this year, Pritch, uh, St. Louis and Milwaukee, they're tied. They're both 57 and 48. But St. Louis is plus 79 run differential, and the Cardinals uh, and or Milwaukee is plus 36. So St. Louis has really been better overall if you just look at their runs scored and runs against and also put some stock into what did you do at the deadline? You know, the Milwaukee Brewers didn't really do anything. If anything, they might have gotten worse, Pritch, getting rid of Josh Hader here. You look at the Cardinals, they didn't make a ton of waves, but they added some good pitching. 
a couple lefties, Jordan Montgomery and Jose Quintana. Mm -hmm. So you have the MVP here as of right now with Goldschmidt. And he's like minus 140 now at this point. The Cardinals are a team last year. We saw get red hot and rip off, what was it, 17 straight wins, Pritch. The way this Brewers team is trending and you lose four straight to the Pirates, I think the value is all on St. Louis right now. Better run differential. You added more arms at the deadline. And really, you're kind of a team that when you get late into the year, this is kind of their thing. They make a big push. So if you can find any kind of plus money, I'd be looking at the Cardinals to win that division with plus 100 or better. I guess the excuse that was used when Hader was traded was that, you know, he hasn't had a solid year uh, and, and, you know, they're going to just cut bait and move on anyway, right? Go ahead and get something in return for him. Uh, but I don't know. It could be indicating something else. Yesterday on the show, we, we talked about this too, Josh, the, the adjustment period for the Brew Crew uh, to be able to adjust without that guy uh, and that bullpen. I mean, you, you have a certain level of confidence with certain players. Uh, I, I can attest to that, uh, especially stellar players. Whether they're having a bad year or not, I mean, you still have that confidence that at some point when you need them, they're going to come through for you. And, and I wonder how long it's going to take the Brewers to adjust to that on top of the aspect of them underachieving a little bit this year so far. I think it's a great point, Perch, because if you look at Hayter, again, we got to admit his numbers aren't as great as they have been in previous years. He's got, he is leading, I believe, the NL in saves, or he's up one or two, uh, but he's got an ERA of around four and a half or right. 4.12, something like that. You know, you look at his last few years, his ERA is, you know, 1.23, the lows, the low twos. But I think to your point, maybe the numbers aren't as good as they've been in previous years, but think about that team psychologically. You're feeling good if you got a lead and you hand the ball over to Hayter. Now he's gone. You really can't lean on that. So I think as a team, uh, you really, you know, think about what what this what these moves mean to the clubhouse, Pritch. Like my Boston Red Sox, you bring in Hosmer and you bring in Fam, which is nice. We needed a first baseman here. You needed an outfielder, but you traded away Christian Vasquez, who's the backbone of your team. If you listen to a lot of the Red Sox players, they're upset that Vasquez got dealt. I think it's kind of a similar thing here. I want to buy on the teams that added and really gave a boost to their team. And when your team adds, Pritch, you got to feel like, oh, they believe in us. Like, let's do it. We can do it. When a team gives away players and plays for the future, I just think that sends a negative kind of vibe throughout the locker room. And uh, again, I think the positive here is with St. Louis. The yeah. negative is with Milwaukee making no moves and actually getting uh, rid of one of your best pitchers with Hayter. Yeah, off the heels of the trade deadline, too. I mean, we got these races tightening up, or not. Maybe we'll see. Uh, you got the big one, uh, San Diego and L.A., uh, the Dodgers. Okay, the Mets and the Braves are going at it, too. What about uh, the situation in the American League, Josh, uh, when you're looking at the White Sox? Uh, and you mentioned it. I mean, at what point are they going to start to surge, if at all? Uh, you got the Twins, Guardians, White Sox. I mean, just two games back, uh, those three teams in that mix right there in that division. Yes, this one's interesting. And again, I'll be, I'm like the guy sitting on the bench, the skeleton <laughs> that's just sitting there for like 100 years and it never happens. Uh -huh. I'm waiting on the White Sox to make this move here. They kind of got me intrigued a little bit. I think they were like 7-3 and three their last 10, or they played a little bit better here after the break. But then again, last night, everything's lined up for you. You lose 3-2 to two to the yeah. Texas Rangers. I think they so all lost, the didn't they? Yeah, then again, they're just hard to, you know, they have this great lineup. They're hitting like 260, but mm -hmm. it just seems like they can never put it together. Like when you're hitting, you're not pitching. When you're pitching, you're not hitting. They just can't get the whole thing together at the right time, you know, moving in the right direction. With that being said, you look at the White Sox, they're only two games back. They are tied statistically with the Twins, both plus 140. Don't sleep on the Guardians, though, Pritch. Right. I think, you know, we talk about this race and say, you know, it's always, you know, Twins or White Sox, Twins or White Sox. Guardians are plus 275, and they're actually only one game back of the Twins. The White Sox are two games back. So I'm still probably going to die on the hill of I think this White Sox team is so talented. They should make a move here maybe later in the year. We know it's it's hot out. It's summer months. Your bats really get going, and maybe that can carry you here. Uh, Eloy Jimenez, some of these guys have gotten healthier. But, man, it's like how long are you going to wait until they actually make a move? I'll take the plus 140 with Chicago. But, again, I'm not too uh, I'm not too excited about it. There's just been a team that's kind of disappointed you all year. Yeah, they have been, and I can't wait for them any longer. I mean, they're in the portfolio, Josh. And, I mean, I don't know at what point, uh, you know, I, I'm going to be active uh, with the White Sox. I, I need some track record here. I need something uh, to, to illustrate to me that they are, are they've ironed it out and they got it right now. Uh, let's get to some MVP situations. I mean, Goldschmidt, uh, probably, you know, he's minus 125 here on the sheet. You know, Josh, I mean, I think he threw out a number earlier. Uh, shop around for this situation, MVP odds, NL. Uh, you know, the narrative could be there for him, too, uh, with the Cardinals doing what they're doing right now as well. 
Yeah, Goldschmidt's obviously the guy that you're looking at to win this award. I mean, yeah. if you dial up his numbers, it's incredible what he's been able to do. He's hitting 332, 26 home runs, 82 runs batted in. He's got an OPS over 1,000. And I think to me, if, if you're Goldschmidt and you win this award, you're going to have to give a tip of the cap there to Nolan Arenado. He's not on the list here, but he mm. gives you protection in that lineup. Goldschmidt was a guy that when he was with Arizona or before Arenado came last year, you could kind of pitch around him. You wouldn't mind walking him. Now you can't really walk him with Arenado behind him. So to me, it's Goldschmidt's award to win, Pritch. You know, you look at some of the data here. He was as high as minus 155 uh, about a week ago. So he's dipped a little bit here. So if you look at uh, some of these numbers, basically that has uh, one guy that really jumped out to me, Austin Riley. Austin Riley with right. Atlanta. He's now plus 400. This guy's got some incredible numbers too. And uh, again, I think he just signed a big long-term deal, like 10 years, 200 million, something like that. He just got paid. That's a guy that I would keep an eye out for. I think it's Goldschmidt's award to win, but Riley, I want to say he was 10 to 1, 15 to 1, 20 to 1, just like a month ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. He's the fastest riser on this board right now. Keep an eye for Riley, uh, but to me, it is Goldschmidt's to win. In the American League, Otani had two home runs. I mean, in fact, their lineup had home runs and they still lost, but I, nobody's going to catch Judge. I mean, the guy is just phenomenal right now, what he's doing. Um, and and I, I don't think there's even, even a, a debate here to go off the board. I mean, it just keeps rising. It's minus 450 here for Judge, uh, the AL MVP. Yeah, so I, I totally admit I got this thing wrong, Pritch. I thought Otani at the break when he was like minus 105, even money, I thought that it was going to be his mm -hmm. award to win. Judge had slipped a little bit. Yankees weren't playing as great as they were uh, you know, earlier in the year, basically. Well, that's all changed. I mean, the home run numbers for Judge, I saw something he's on pace for 64 homers or like 68 homers. I mean, is there a prop that he could break Barry Bonds' 70? I, I would love to see one. I don't know if he does, but this guy's just been absolutely incredible. Contract year, go figure. He's having his career year when, when the money's on the table right now, Pritch. Obviously, though, minus 450. I just think we missed the number. This is one of those lines that, to me, now at minus 450 on a future, I'm not that intrigued by. If anything, the val if you talk value, I think it is probably Otani right now, plus 375, only for the opportunity of, will Judge get hurt? And these numbers stop. Oh, don't say that. Stay right where they are. <laughs> I don't want him to. I don't want him to. I'm just saying the only value to me would be buying low kind of on Otani right now. Yeah. But again, Pritch, we missed the boat. If you got Judge around even money, you're feeling great right now. And there's nothing wrong with players betting on themselves. And as a better, I mean, maybe we can take a lesson from that. Uh, you know, start yeah. of the year, right? How about that? The year that Aaron Judge ha is having uh, is incredible. Okay, we're going to go back to the National Football League. Something we've been talking about uh, is coming to fruition when it comes to a quarterback in a key division. It's coming up next. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. This segment of Betting Across America is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine and has helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke free and spit free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone is on their own journey. So whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, we went over um, totals, player totals in the NFC South. Uh, news about Chris Godwin coming back and pads, participating in drills. I don't think about contact right now. Still wearing a knee brace. So, factor that in there uh, for the NFC South. We're going to go to the NFC West, though, because we've been talking about this, I think, since Monday uh, when I brought this up about the elbow, the situation with Matthew Stafford. Now that's getting traction because everybody's talking about this pain that he is experiencing in his elbow. And we're going to go over some a NFC West quarterback totals here. Uh, do you keep this in mind? Have you filed this away with that elbow, what I told you about Bobby Bear and what he dealt with uh, his final year in Atlanta from a pain standpoint? I know Matthew Stafford is tough, but can this compromise him being in pain situation, an abnormal pain situation uh, with this throwing elbow here at the quarterback for the Rams? So this is definitely worrisome for me, Pritch. And again, when you get into pain, I think there's a you know a thing of, oh, these guys are tough. They'll play through it. No big deal. You shoot them up. They'll be fine. But again, kind of what you were saying is, you know, players in the past that have dealt with this, this is kind of a really big red flag here. And I think McVay, you know, who's, who's sometimes pretty honest about things, saying that this is, quote unquote, very abnormal. 
that's that kind of scares you a little bit here. If you're looking at some of these futures futures prices for the Rams, uh, their win total, I think, what is it, ten and a half? But it's juiced up a little bit to the under. Uh, with Stafford, he's coming off obviously a Super Bowl year. He had a fantastic year: four thousand eight hundred eighty-six passing yards, forty-one touchdowns, seventeen interceptions. Now, if you look at these numbers right now, a healthy Stafford, I like him to hit all these overs. You know, the uh, over/under right now is just four thousand four hundred ninety-nine and a half yards. 34 and a half TDs, 13 and a half interceptions. The interception one might be the way to go now, Pritch. Like if he had 17 <laughs> last year and he's got a, a really, you know, bum elbow here, maybe he does kind of try to fit it into some tight windows and get picked off. But it's worrisome to me, Pritch. Again, I, I think the fact that McVay called it abnormal, that scares you a little bit. Yeah. So uh, to me, this is this is a, a cautionary tale of trying to bet these these numbers too early. I think you want to jump on these you know, early in the summer before they move. But then also there's a great point to be made of waiting late because you know we didn't really think or hear that much about the elbow until recently. If you bet these props earlier and hammered the over, you're getting a little bit worried right now. Yeah, I want to deliver facts too. So in 93, this is the year I'm talking about with Bobby Hebert with that elbow. He wore a sleeve. Um, you know, he did everything like you do from a pain management standpoint and certainly trying to play. Uh, but just hearing a guy, you know, not scream, but you know he was under duress and he had discomfort in that arm by the way he said certain things, right? <laughs> uh, trying to clean it up here. But um, that year, you know, he went to the Pro Bowl, talking about Bobby Bear. Now, he only threw for about 3,000 yards, 24 touchdowns, 17 INTs. Uh, a unique situation to get go, go to the Pro Bowl that year. But he did play a couple more years after that, and then he played another full year, almost a full year, 13 games uh, in 96. Talking about Bobby Aber. So, even though Stafford has pain and discomfort in that elbow, that arm, it's not to suggest that, okay, be worried. He's not going to be able to perform at a high level this year. He's just going to have to gut through it, though. And could that compromise any of these uh, totals here from a passing yard standpoint, passing touchdown standpoint, or interceptions as well? So the obvious thing is if the guy's got a bum elbow, you'll lean a little bit to these unders. It's not yeah. really rocket science, Pritch, but if you're in super, you know, terrible pain every time you, you know, cock back and let it go, then you're probably going to want to not throw it as much and decrease that pain a little bit. Now, Stafford is a guy, though, that is super tough. I mean, all those years in Detroit where they didn't have very good teams, but he played every single game. He played through like, one year he had like a spinal thing or like a back injury. Mm -hmm. I mean, this guy is as tough as they come. So I'd like to do a little more research here and maybe, you know, during our break or, you know, I'll try to see what I can find. But what are the doctors saying? Are the doctors saying, hey, this is just pain. If it's just pain right. and you can take Toradol and shoot it up and put <laughs> on a sleeve, then I'm not that worried about him. But if it's something more, I don't want to say like the Tommy John because that's obviously a baseball injury here. But if there's something you know worse where there's structural damage or if you continue to throw, it's going to get worse, then that would really, really make me take a pause on a lot of these you know futures here with the Rams. But you know, until we get that diagnosis, if it's just pain, I think that, you know, Stafford's tough enough to get through it. Right. Obviously, that's me saying it, Pritch. You know, I have my elbow seems to be fine, but I'm not an NFL quarterback. But again, you know, I want to know what the doctors are saying. Is it something that you can just put a sleeve on, shoot it up and be OK? If that's the case, then you're probably not as worried as you are if it's structural. I think there's an opportunity with Trey Lance, uh, dual threat quarterback here, bursting onto the scene because of the roster. Like if if it was Trey Lance in Chicago, I wouldn't even consider. It's like Justin Fields, right? You wouldn't consider player totals. But Trey Lance, with this caliber of football team, with that caliber of play caller to Kyle Shanahan, 34, 49 and a half passing yards. Josh Garoppolo threw for 3,800 yards. That's Garoppolo. Uh, passing touchdowns, 21 and a half passing touchdowns and 10 and a half INTs. What do you think about Trey Lance? So Trey Lance, it's funny, Pritch. I've done kind of a 180 on this kid. I was kind of <laughs> down on him to start. I was like, right? you know, he's only year two. He's from North Dakota State. It's a lot to ask to, you know, take over Jimmy G's shoes. Of course, Jimmy G will get criticized a lot, but also he's done a lot of great things and he's a winner. And to me, what's the most important stat when you're playing sports, it's winning games and Jimmy G could do that. So to me, it was a lot to ask of him to step in and take over as a leader. But I got to admit, all these things I'm seeing on Twitter and, you know, hearing the beat reporters in San Fran, he looks good. He looks like he's, you know, taking this, uh, you know, new role by storm, I guess you should say. So those numbers that you throw out, it's hard not to lean a little, little bit over with these. Uh, and then also I saw today that they're running like a triple option here. So I mm -hmm. think you're with Shanahan, <laughs> what he probably is so excited about 
going from Jimmy G to Lance is that you can get so creative with your formations oh, yeah. He's and in the lab. With the zone run. Yeah. And so well, along those lines, Pritch, just this one, just I'll throw at you. Elijah Mitchell on that team, that running back. I like his over quite a bit here. If you look at his over, it's 924 and a half rushing yards. He had 963 last year. 24-year-old uh, kid out of Louisiana. He's actually a six-round pick. Whoever drafted him, that was a great steal. I like him to go over. And if you have Debo Samuel, Trey Lance, and Elijah Mitchell in a you know a three-back set there, triple option, who are you going to cover? That that could be really interesting. Yeah, Kyle's got a lot of offense, and he's in the lab. Uh, he couldn't go into the lab with Garoppolo. He was done. That's why <laughs> you know you're moving on from that. You can go into the lab and come up with some stuff with Trey Lance, uh, and I, I think that's going to be exciting for betters out there for San Francisco. Uh, and better is think that we're communicating here right now uh, with these numbers with Trey Lance. Okay, uh, receiving totals though, Josh. Uh, I don't Cooper Cup. I don't. He's not going to do what he did last year. Triple Crown winner certainly. Uh, his totals are elevated. I still can see you know 110, 120 receptions. I mean that's still in the cards. I think Allen Robinson. I'm high on him to have a, a, a tremendous year to help out Debo Samuel too. He's ultimate weapon. Uh, I'm down on Marquise Brown. I'm down on the Cardinals, period. Their running backs coach uh, was just charged with felony. So uh, there's a lot going on with the Cardinals right now too, Josh. So uh, any of these numbers, these player total numbers stand out to you? So I think, you know, you look at Debo, obviously signing that deal, getting the money that he wanted, 70 and a half catches, 949 receiving yards. I look toward the over for the 949 receiving yards. Uh, that would be kind of where I would go with that. Guy was huge after the catch and, you know, um, kind of getting getting open, taking it to the house, the deep threat every time he catches the ball. Now, Cooper Cup is the one that's really intriguing to me, Pritch, because you mentioned it. The year he had last year, unbelievable, setting records, 145 catches, almost 2,000 yards, 16 touchdowns. Now these numbers are set much lower, 110 and a half, you know, 1299 and a half, 11 and a half. It's hard not to say, hey, let me take the overs with a lot of these. I am a little wary, though, of just the props that seem too easy, seem too good to be true. So I still like these overs. I would maybe look toward the receptions over 110 and a half. Think of it, Pritch. He could catch 30 less balls than last year and still cash that over. And if uh, Stafford has this elbow issue... I'm kind of just, you know, projecting here. I don't know if it's, you know, maybe less painful if you throw a seven yard, you know, mm -hmm. out route versus, you know, throw a bomb, you know, 60 yards down the field. So if Stafford has this pain in his elbow, does he look toward these short, quick passes a little bit more than the deep passes? I think that's how you could cash that over 110 and a half. But one guy that you said in passing that actually I wrote down here that I want to mention is Allen Robinson. Mm -hmm. Allen Robinson finally as a quarterback, Chris, <laughs> this poor guy right. with the Jaguars, with the, you know, the Bears here with Bortles. And I can't even name you all the terrible quarterbacks that he's had in his career. Now you're just, you know, you're not, you don't have to be the number one. That's Cooper Cup. You can be the number two and you're going to go over 71 and a half. Uh, catches 824 and a half receiving yards. He had 38 catches for 410 last year with pretty much probably the worst quarterbacks in the league. Now he's not going to get all the double teams. Now he can kind of play off a of Cooper Cup. There are other weapons you got to pay attention to. Van Jefferson, the whole you know uh, offensive weaponry that the Rams have. I think Allen Robinson is a sleeper here. A really good player, finally on a good team, finally with a good coach and a good quarterback. I'd go over those catches and receiving yards with Robinson. Yeah, I'm getting to that report uh, that I mentioned about the running backs coach, um, James Saxon. Uh, uh, the reports are he could be charged with domestic battery, uh, for domestic battery, right? So you had Marquise Brown get arrested too uh, for excessive speeding, and then you know Kyler uh, COVID or whatever. I mean, it, it's just nothing's going right. It's rough, rough start. Uh, for the Arizona Cardinals right now. It really is, Pritch. So I'll, I'll go under in the eight and a half, but I'm just wondering if it sounds so bad, do they surprise you and go over? I hope not, but I want nothing to do with that. Team. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, the whole buy low thing. I mean, I don't know, because there's, there's, I, I hope it stops from going lower than here with the Cardinals. Uh, let's just say that. Okay, best bets uh, come up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. First inning in Major League Baseball is unpredictable, but you can place a no-run first inning wager with confidence at Betham Gym. Make a no-run first inning prop bet on any Friday MLB game. If only one run is scored in the first, you'll get your stake back and free bets up to $20. That's right. Simply place a single or parlay, no run first inning bet. No runs in the first, no problem. You win. If only one run is scored, get your wager back and free bets up to $20. Take big swings all season long with BetMGM, the King Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks are used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old to wager. It's a new and existing customer offer. Opt-in required. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets for site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So best bets time, Josh Applebaum. Major League Baseball. A lot of credit to you here on this one because, you know – a lot of people are starting to go all in, right, uh, on football a little bit, kind of trying to catch up here. Uh, but stay in tune to baseball. I still have the portfolio uh, a little re- reary on, on the, the, re- the White Sox here, right, and, and the Rangers in this game. The White Sox are in my portfolio, but I'm down on them. I'm down on them, Joshua. What did you see in this game? I'm down on them, too. I'm going to bet them tonight with that being said, <laughs> okay. Chris. But I think you make a really good point before we get to the cap for that game that once football's in the air, once you get to the Hall of Fame game, then it's just football's here. Football, football, football. We yeah. love football. It's the biggest sport, most heavily bet sport. It's the best sport to sweat. We all know that. But I think as a better, you do yourself a disservice to completely abandon baseball right now because, you know, these preseason games, again, we have some systems we look at, dog to favorite, lean on some unders, lean on coaches, information-based bets, what the coaches are telling you. But it is still a little bit more difficult to bet preseason, in my opinion, than regular season. So don't give up on baseball. I think you have an advantage right now, second half of the year after the trade deadline, again, knowing who's going for it, who's in, who's out, who's got something to play for, who's totally done. So as with that in, you know vein in mind, just because football's in the air, don't give up on baseball right now. I think there's a lot of value to be had. So the first one that jumped out to me is the White Sox. Now, I bet them last night, Pritch. They let me down. They lose oh. three to two. But I I really like the pitching matchup advantage tonight. Dylan Cease, if you haven't Mm. been keeping an eye on this kid, he has been fantastic this year, especially the last month or so. Dylan Cease is facing Graham Otto here. Cease is 11-4 with a 2.01 ERA. In the month of July, he made six starts. 
He had a 0.76 ERA. That is absolutely minuscule. This guy is dealing right now. Uh, his last nine starts, the White Sox are eight and one. So maybe having Cease on the bump will, you know, give them a bit of a boost here tonight. You look at Graham Otto in uh, six July starts, ERA almost of around six, uh, and they've really struggled. Zero and seven the last seven Otto starts. So this line move, it did go toward the White Sox. They opened as low as you know minus one sixty-five around there. They're up to around minus one seventy, minus one seventy-five. You got a bunch of good system matches here. Non-division road favorites, sixty-two percent. If you're a favorite off a loss, right? Way the playoffs last year, sixty-four percent. So I'm gonna back this this White Sox club I admit Pritch they're maddening to sweat when you bet on them they lose when you bet against them they win it's just really annoying here but they are hitting 260 just 240 for Texas and Texas is only 28 and 43 against righties so maybe Dylan Cease will be the uh, the answer tonight Pritch I'm gonna lay it with the South I'm seeing the over juice up two minus 115 the total eight Otto Glenn Otto the pitcher for the Rangers I mean he his whip uh, is below average I've been leaning on that too uh, Josh I think some of these pitchers can pitch well at times, but they make mistakes in a lineup like the White Sox uh, should make them pay uh, right there. So looking at leaning uh, towards that all over situation uh, in that game at eight. Okay, let's get to another one. Yankees uh, and the Cardinals. I've been waiting for this one. I've been waiting to see what the market's doing on this game. Uh, I cannot w- wait to watch this game, to be honest with you. It's definitely on my radar. What did you see in this one? I'm excited too, Pritch. I'm a Sox fan, but give me the Yanks tonight, Pritch. I like the Yankees in this spot. This is Nestor Cortez against Dakota Hudson. Cortez, 9-3, 2.53 ERA. Uh, The Yankees are 6-1, his last seven starts. He does this really cool thing, Pritch, where he's got like a a hitch in his giddy-up. I don't know how to explain (laughs) it here, but he kind of screws around with you with his leg kick. It's kind of fascinating to watch, Uh, but he's been great this year. Dakota Hudson, ERA over five in the month of July. He's 6-6 on the year. But this matches a lot of systems for me. It's not a huge line move play because they open around minus 135. They're up to around minus 145. So the line has moved toward the Yankees here. It would be an interleague uh, favorite, interleague line move system match. But the really good angle here, Pritch, is a rest versus tired system match. The Yankees were off yesterday. And before they were off yesterday, they lost two in a row to Seattle at home. So you're off a couple losses. But you also had a day off to kind of clear your head and get your position players and you know get your bullpen a day off, get your starters another day of rest. Meanwhile, St. Louis played yesterday. Now, they just swept the Cubbies, uh, but this is a team that is uh, played the previous day. Yankees were rested. If you look at rested favorites coming off a day off versus a team that played the previous day, they're around 62% since 2018. So that's been a pretty good sample size. Of course, the Yankees, again, uh, trying to come back from those couple losses against the Mariners. Mm-hmm. Uh, also looking at um, kind of a good bet first dollar split using our vcin.com splits you're getting around 80 percent of bets don't love that they're a public play tonight typically i don't want to be with the public but they're getting almost 95 percent of the money so it tells me that you got a lot of public wagers but also some sharp money laying it with new york i'll go yankees here shop around try to find the one minus 145 yeah i mean as stout as the yankees have been uh certainly at home 41 and 16 i mean on the road uh just 29 21 here what i'm looking at josh so uh, you know, the Cardinals, that's one of those teams that play well at home, too. Uh, the total in this one, eight and a half, juice to the under, minus 115. Yeah, I'd lean a little bit to the under pitch. Not a huge play either right. way. I mean, I was looking at uh, the only reason I kind of like the under is that it's really heavy betting to the over. There's like 80% of bets on the over, yet the eight and a half really hasn't moved, and some books are juiced up a little under. Mm-hmm. Uh, wind is blowing in a little bit. It's about 85 degrees uh, at Bush Stadium here. So lean to the under. Also, interleague play, I lean unders just generally speaking, not every time, but when you don't play a team very often, it kind of means that the pitchers have the advantage because the batters haven't really seen them and they're not very familiar with them. So lean to the under, but I'll be sweating the Yanks. Okay. What are you thinking here with the Red Sox? Um, They got the Royals, uh, Josh, in this ball game. What'd you see? What'd you like? Yeah. So I I want the Red Sox to win, but I know (laughs) as a better, you don't want your team to win. And if you don't have a good angle, you lay off. You don't just bet your team because they're your team. So the Red Sox, I actually don't really like them to win this game. They opened like minus 115. They've mm-hmm. dipped a little bit at some shops, even though they're a big public play. But what I do like about this one, Pritch, a weather-based over system match. I'm going to go over nine in this one. Uh, some books even open eight and a half. They're up to nine. A lot of these nines right now are really juiced up over minus 120. Like it may get to nine and a half. So you have a lot of liability to the over. And in terms of weather-based play, it's going to be really hot here in Kansas City. It's going to be like 95 degrees at first pitch. The wind is blowing out about five to 10 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. So just from the standpoint of really hot, wind blowing out, juiced up over, telling you some liability on the over. Uh, Both these pitchers, Grinky, 4.41 ERA, ERA of around four and a half in July. He's really not the Grinky that, you know, we're used to in years past. But Josh Winkowski has been really getting lit up here. Last uh, five July starts, he has an ERA over six. And with our VEASAN.com bet splits, Pritch, I love this. This is what kind of sent me over with this play. 
53% bets to the over, but 82% of the money. If the tickets are even, but the big money is is heavily, you know, shaded here to the over, that tells me the bigger wagers are expecting a higher scoring game. I'll take the over nine and I'll hope the Red Sox win, but I ain't going to bet on them. All right. Uh, Also look out for the Market Insights podcast. Josh Applebaum does a great job with that each and every day. Uh, The Bucks win total. Are you exploring uh, that wager here? So I am, Pritch. And again, I was kind of leaning with the market a little bit, like the Bucks under 11 and a half. It's mm-hmm. one of the highest win totals of the season. It is juiced up under. We know Brady. He's 45 now. Again, he's going to be 65. I'm probably going to be saying this for another 20 years here, <laughs> jokes aside. But he does have the issue here with the offensive line. You're missing uh, a lot of guys who have either gotten hurt or left in free agency, Jensen and Kappa. So I think the one thing that jumped out to me was 11 and a half under minus 120. Okay. There's some liability to the under. Maybe I'll take the under here. But I saw Ben Fox, our guy, tweet something out that absolutely blew me away. Uh, the most lopsided win total of any book at Caesars or any uh, you know team at Caesars right now, Pritch, mm-hmm. is this Bucks under. Almost 90% of the handle is on the under with the Bucks. I think it's almost like 80% or more of the bets. So this tells me that when you're so lopsided toward an under... I got to go the other way. I'm going to go contrarian <laughs> over, over 11 and a half. It's just very rare to me that you get a win total so heavily juiced toward one side. And think of it this way, Pritch. Caesars and other books are very similar. Who, what are they rooting for here? They're rooting for the Bucks to go over 11 and a half because they have so much liability on that under. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the offensive line will be a huge issue. Maybe they'll go, you know, 11 and 6, 10 and 7. But when I see 80, 90% of bets and dollars on an under, I got to go contrarian over. So I'm on the over 11 and a half. Fresh. It really is a unique situation. I mean, you think about uh, Brady with Belichick for so long, right? And what they were able to accomplish. And then he goes down to Tampa. Uh, with a proven head coach in the way of Bruce Arians and, you know, Super Bowls or whatever, the moxie that he has too. And now you have a new uh, culture developing, uh, no Gronk either. But Godwin going back on the field in pads uh, is encouraging, though, uh, certainly for the Bucs. I'm not touching that win total, though. I mean, I, I'm worried about the line, the line situation with Worth uh, as well as Jensen, too, at center. And I'm worried too, Pritch. This is just a pure data play for me. But if you're giving me, uh, let's put it this way. There's a play where people are doubting Tom Brady. Which side do you think I'm going to be on when people are doubting Tom Brady? I'm going to be on the Brady side. Give me that over 11 There's one thing to doubt Tom Brady at 30, you know, even 35, (laughs) even 38. But 45? Maybe I can doubt him a little bit. Uh, Max Kellerman's waiting him to fall off the cliff, Brad. (laughs) One day he's going to win that argument. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Great job, Josh. Have a great weekend and, and good luck with your plays. You too, Pritch. Have a great weekend. Thank you. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry. Every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.